Welcome back to the Ancient Healing Modern World Podcast, where we bridge the gap between practicing ancient healing modalities and living in a modern world. My name is Casey, and I'm your host. And if you're new to the show, welcome. And if you are a regular listener, so happy you are here. Um, I like to just say before we begin today to please, if you have been listening and you love the podcast, to please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That is really the best way to help this podcast. And I just love all you guys and your feedback has been amazing so far. So thank you. Today on the episode, I have with me Ashley Pepe, and she is a mother of four boys. She has a 16-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-month-old. I hope I got that right. (laughs) Um, But in this episode, we are talking about unschooling, and you may be familiar with this, you may not, but we are going to go into all the details of what that actually means. And I just want to say, I mentioned this in the interview with Ashley. I personally don't like that word. I don't like any of these words that our society, mainstream society, tends to throw around. It almost feels degrading to say what we're doing with our children is un-anything, just unschool it, it it almost just gives it like this degrading term which I just don't really align with for me what unschooling really means and looks like is it's child-led school so your child is deciding and figuring out when is the best time for them to learn colors to learn numbers to learn to learn writing and your child is telling you what they are passionate about and then you as their parent, and teacher are helping them to reach what they love. And so for me, it's just, it's living life, right? And so it's interesting how, same with, for me, for example, with birth, right? I'm choosing unassisted birth. I am choosing what they would call a free birth. And and all it really is, is just birth. I'm just choosing to birth my baby, in my home, with my partner, with my family. And so I will get off my soapbox now. (laughs) But just be mindful of the words that, always being mindful of the words that we use because they are an energy and we always want to communicate in an energy that is vibrating the frequency of love, which is something I I'm always learning on my spiritual journey, and especially as a podcast host, somebody who uses language to communicate. But in this episode, we go into what unschooling is, some of the benefits of unschooling, some of the harder things. Um, And we, if you have any questions like, is it legal? How do they get their diploma? We're going to answer these too. Um, So... It, yes, it's an amazing episode. I was so happy to have Ashley on, somebody who is unschooling her children, and I hope you get a lot out of it. We have a couple links down below. You can follow me on Instagram and Ashley as well. Those links will be in the show notes. And without further ado, uh, we will welcome Ashley Peppy to the Ancient Healing Modern World Podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Ashley. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you on today. Hello. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Yay. So excited to talk about the topic we're going to today. Um, and b- but before we begin, I want to ask, how do you practice ancient healing while living in a modern world? Um, okay. I love this question. When I saw it, I was like, Ooh, giddy. I'm excited. Uh, first of all, just the name of your podcast. I was like, Ooh, you know, really drawn to that. Um, words are really important. And so for me, the way that I practice ancient healing, um, is well, one, I identify as a healer and a lover. Um, I think that, I don't want to say we're a dying breed. We're making a comeback. Uh, but I'll try not to say, uh, (laughs) well, for lovers and healers, we believe that we heal the world by healing ourselves and that we love the world by loving ourselves. And so that is how I am trying to connect the ancient world with modern world. And to me, loving myself and loving others is the best way to make heaven on earth. And it's the best way to make progress. And it's the best way to see what I want and give what I want and um, basically be the change in the world that, that I believe that I'm here to be. So I hope that answers your question. It totally does. Cause I feel like I hear a lot of different answers on this podcast from my guests and they're all wonderful, wonderful answers, but it really does. I mean, just hearing what you're sharing about loving ourselves, like it really does start with that. So if we can love ourselves and then branch that out and that's how, oh my gosh, we can it becomes like a ripple for everybody that we're around and for our, how we're going to create in this world and serve and everything. So I, yes, yes, it totally answers the question. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. I, 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 for a long time, um, had resistance. Like when I would say I'm a healer and I'm a lover, I had resistance because a lot of people would cut. Co- I thought they would come to me and say, you're a healer. Like that's blasphemy or whatever. And it's, I'm not trying to heal anybody else. I'm trying to heal myself. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, it's a ripple effect. And so I'm just thankful that I'm able to acknowledge that aspect in this modern world. Absolutely. Yes. And especially with our, with our littles too. And with the children, it's like, we talked about the last guest I had on my podcast. We talked uh, about this topic of healing the inner child and healing our inner selves. And when we can do that, how that affects our kids. Right. And it's the same with when we can love ourselves and heal ourselves and give ourselves that love, then we're healing our family. And that's healing generations to come. So it's so powerful. It really is. On a side note, yes, inner child work. I've been working on that for so many years now. And it's it's really, it's really potent. So I'm happy that you have other guests that are doing that. And yeah. other people. I am learning a lot from that work too. 
So today we're going to be talking about unschooling, I guess, as they call it in our society. I have a, I have a little bit of an issue with that word, but I won't get too deep into that right now. It might come up later <laughs> again. Um, but that's what it's called, you know, in our culture. And um, we're, ta- we're going to talk about that today. And before we kind of get into like what unschooling is and, and all of that, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself and, and your family as well. And kind of what puts you on this journey. Um, yes, I hope it's okay. I have my little guy here with me and I don't know if you can hear him, but, um, myself, I was raised in a, like Christian household. My mom had me and my brother for the longest time before she married my stepdad. It was just her. And she was a single mom and she worked at an insurance company, um, probably 40 plus hours a week. And then I was in daycare. Um, and then I went to traditional school. And then I think maybe a couple of years after she married my dad, my stepdad, Um, she decided to homeschool me and I guess I kind of going, is it okay to go a little bit deep into my past? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, please. Okay. So she decided to homeschool me and then she ordered like all this online curriculum, Christian homeschooling stuff, um, and like some sort of satellite thing. And I was supposed to like be on virtual classes, I think back in the day before it was even popular. Mm. Um, and I never did my, I never did my homework. Like, I think I did it a couple of times. Um, and I, she, at the time she worked at a sports and wellness complex. So they had indoor soccer, indoor basketball, and then they had, um, aerobics classes. They had exercise for machines and she worked in the daycare there. And I would just go to work with her and like, I would help her out in the daycare and she had, um, they ended up opening up like a, like a snack type, snack bar type thing. And I helped her in there. Um, but I never did my schoolwork. And I, I remember being lonely and I would beg and beg for her to have me go to school because I wanted to make friends um, or like put me in homeschool groups. I was so lonely. And she never did. I went to church and that's where I, where I got to like interact with people. But besides that, I never really had a lot of friends and she was really strict too, of like who I hung out with. And she told me that I wasn't allowed to go to school, especially public school, because she said that she lost my brother to public schooling. And my brother is seven years older than me. He dropped out of school. I think when he was in high school or middle school, And um, he got involved with the wrong crowd and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So I always felt like and thought that she kind of made those choices based off of what happened with my brother. And she was really afraid to lose me to quote unquote, lose me to the public school system. Um, And so anyways, that's that. My family, I have, I have four boys. I have a 13-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-month-old. And um, my 13-year-old has been homeschooled off and on his entire life. 
he would go to school and then they would call me and say he doesn't want to do his work. He doesn't want to um, sit still, etc. And so I just was like, maybe he doesn't want to go to school. He wants to be homeschooled. And then when I first pulled him out of public school, I would sit him down and I would be like, okay, we're going to learn this subject. We're going to learn that subject. And he would give me so much resistance. Mm. Um, and so that's when he was just like, I hate this. I want to go back to school. And so he would go back to school and then it would be like, okay, I'm getting phone calls again. And so just kind of like this cycle kind of started. Um, so I, for Noah, I, I do ask him, I'm like, Hey, what do you want? What do you feel drawn to? What do you feel called to? And he does, he says, I, I want to go to school because I want to be around my friends. I want to be around people. And so this last year, um, 2019 and 2020, I had sent him to, to regular school and then 2020 hit and everybody was online. So we'd be like, Hey, are you doing your schoolwork? No, he wouldn't. He would be watching YouTube or he'd be like playing video games. And so I kept getting phone calls and messages from his teachers. And I decided this isn't working out for me. He's supposed to be on school. He's like downstairs in the basement on the computer on media all day. And that didn't feel good to me. Okay. Um, so yeah, we decided we're like, Hey, we're going to give you more chances to do your schoolwork. He never did it. So we decided to just pull him out. And that's where we are. Got it. And so is, so Noah, your oldest yes. school has been kind of back and forth. And then you're, you said five, three, and then your little one four months. So they're, they're probably not even in school yet. Right. Um, I have Oliver. No, he, I think he would have gone to preschool this year or last year. He has a late birthday, but um, I have him in Oglio. I'm teaching Oliver the alphabet. I'm teaching him numbers. He knows how to write his name. He knows how to spell his name. Um, letter recognition, obviously colors like preschool things. Um, manners, obviously, or not really manners, but compassion. Hmm, um, love that. I guess maybe emotional reg regulation. That's what they call it professionally, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then we've done a couple of co-ops, which I mentioned um, to you when we had first talked. The co-ops are, you find a group of other homeschoolers and normally like one or two people host a co-op and they get the kids together they can socialize and then normally one parent or several parents will teach classes and we have done that for Noah and he really does like it and with 2020 um everything obviously shut down and so none of the co-ops were open mm. and Noah would have been happy if he would have been able to just go to co-ops but he couldn't and so he's so social and he's driven by so you know, I don't know if it's just the age or if it's just him, but he just loves people and he loves hanging out and having fun and making friends. And so um, that is the hardest part, I think, for the unschooling and for homeschooling. Luckily, we have a good community out here. So at least I found a good community that Absolutely. I get along with. Yeah, I could see where that would be really important, like finding parents and 
and other people that have other kids that are homeschooled, unschooled and getting kind of like little groups going, but definitely the pandemic, I think it affected whether kids were in public school or homeschooled or anything, it really like affected the kids a lot because they, they lost that like connection and, and going out and hanging out and everything. Um, so for our listeners, I'd love for you to kind of explain a little bit about what unschooling is and how it's different from traditional homeschooling. Okay. Um, I came across, let me, I came across a podcast when I was pregnant with Oliver and it was radical unschooling. Mm, Yeah. Um, her name is Dana Martin. She's really interesting. If anybody, if you want to put it in the show notes or if anybody wants to jot that down. Um, and that's when I first heard of it. And she was talking about giving back children, their sovereignty and really trusting little, the little humans for what they are. Um, and when I first heard of it, she was like, you know, explaining how her family's been successful and you know, how much she trusts her children to make the best choice. And so it was kind of like shocking to me because I'd never actually heard of it. I'd only heard of homeschooling. Unschooling is, I think, different for every family who chooses it. Uh, For me personally, I would define unschooling as not making your child go to school, not having your child um, sit down and do different projects, um, having, having them follow their heart, um, having them learn what they want to learn, allowing them to make choices that inspire them. Um, I, for my thinking about my teen teenager, when I say that for my younger children, I would say it's more play led learning. Mm -hmm more creativity, um, not rigid, not stuck to a schedule. (laughs) He wants to talk too, don't you? Yes. (laughs) I have something to say. Um, That's kind of what drew me to it, not having to wake up early in the morning and rush off to school or um, not having to worry about what grades Noah got and why he's failing or... Um, like I said, when I kept getting phone calls from school, it eliminated that where I'm not like having to go to the school and then explain to them why he's behaving a certain way and what I'm going to do about it as his mother. And, um, maybe the stigma and the shame kind of comes into it. Oh, God bless you. So I would say for me, unschooling means flexibility. It means, um, choices. It means openness, uh, more travel. That's kind of what drew me to it. Um, when I heard about the radical unschooling, she had mentioned like, let kids choose their bedtime. Don't, um, don't stop them from being on media. Um, let them eat whatever they want. And that kind of like broke my brain. (laughs) And so I don't think I'm there yet. I'm not, I can't, I can't go there yet, but it doesn't mean I can't ever. And it's not possible. 
Yeah, absolutely. Abs- and so, and then just for the listeners too, cause I, I just looked this up. So radical unschooling is actually, so Dana Martin, you said her name, right? Yeah. It, she wrote a book as well. So I will totally link that in the show notes for anybody who's interested. You could, I just found it. It's on Amazon. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I feel you on this. I think that, um, you know, I, I read this really great blog post on unschooling and just some of the differences. And one of the things that really stood out to me was it had said, if you're a parent and you're wanting to instruct and lead your child and have a curriculum, then unschooling is not for you. And it's like, that's where to me that this is like the most, it appeals to me because it's like, rather it's child, the child is leading. And yeah, one can look at that and say, oh, we're letting our kids stay up all hours, play video games, eat whatever they want. I I feel you with that one. I'm not there yet either. (laughs) And I don't think I need to be. I think I can still have boundaries and also still let my child kind of show me what he is interested in, what he wants to do. And then I can facilitate those needs for him. Like he wants a YouTube channel, right? So, you know, if we're spending 40 hours a week in a public school system, or even with a homeschool curriculum, that is English, math, social studies, all of these subjects, um, he's not going to have time for that. But with unschooling, if I know he wants to start a YouTube channel rather than, you know, just put, put the English, the math, the social studies, like all those subjects, we can still work on those, but let's put the most focus on my son creating this YouTube channel because that's what he wants to do. And to me, that just, it feels like so much more natural. Exactly. It's, it feels like ease and it sounds like ease. And then when you look at it, cause when we were first writing down like our homeschool stuff, I was like, Oh, well we played with Lego. So that's math. <laughs> it's kind of just like a different perspective that it's funny. Homeschool moms joke about it. They're just like, Oh, well this is homeschool. And they're just playing or just doing something simple. And then you could write it down as that subject. And so when he makes his YouTube uh, channel, you could do that. You could say, well, this is, this is language or this is history or whatever he decides to talk about. Um, it's, it, it could fall under those broad subjects. Yeah. And, and it's interesting too, what you shared about Noah, like in school, just how he struggled, how the teachers are calling. And I find that this is been very common and it's becoming more and more common. And I, I really have to believe, like, I believe in my heart that a lot of the reason is, is because our kids are not meant to be in this design, especially the children that are, have all been being born in the last 20 years. And now these babies that are coming in, like, I I don't even, I feel like the school system is going to begin to struggle more and more and more because the kids realize like that this is not, this isn't like a natural thing Mm -hmm. to be sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, doing all this cognitive learning. Like there's so much more to the, the life experience. 
Exactly. And that's part of what drew me to unschooling and homeschooling is I'm like, well, we can go hiking and we can go um, be out in nature. We can go to the river. We could, I mean, New Mexico has so much to offer Mm -hmm. as far as like exploring. And so that's really what drew me. Um, I was looking into different types of curriculums and, oh, I'm drawing a blank and I should have written it down, but there's different ones that focus on being outdoors. And um, uh, just for example, like Charlotte Mason, they they do have curriculum and I think they teach children flute and stuff. Um, and they do a lot of reading um, and then more outdoor stuff. And I was really drawn to that. And so it's kind of, this is where I'm having my struggle though, is okay, he doesn't wanna be in school um, eight hours a day, but he wants to be like on media eight hours a day. And I just, I'd rather have him be outside. I know that it's more natural. And I know I witnessed that he's happier when he's like outside or hanging out with friends or doing something that I would consider more productive. Yep. And that, that would be my issue with the whole, let the kid eat what they want be on media as much as they want and yada, 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 because I feel the same way. And, and even in my direct experience, right. There has been many times, like, for example, maybe there's a woman's circle going on and I put it on my calendar and I'm super excited about it. And then the morning of, or the afternoon of, I'm like, oh my gosh, do I really want to do this? Like, I don't feel like leaving the house. Oh, it's nighttime. Like, I don't really want to get in my car, like all of these different things, but I go like, I end up going. And then afterwards it's like, I'm vibrating higher. I'm feeling more connected to my community, more connected to my sisters, like more in alignment with my, my soul. I didn't want to go, but I went and I feel that. And so I really do think there needs to be somewhat of like a balance of like, okay, this is what my son likes to play video games. Great. And also let's try to give him other experiences to see what he could potentially be interested in. Right. And to piggyback off what you said earlier about how schools are changing Um, I see that. I see that schools are changing and there's more of the Montessori type here in America. And then um, I know of one um, here locally called Acton Academy. And um, the person that I know that has her two boys there, she rants and raves about it. And so I just think that the more that schools change towards um, child-led learning and uh, what lights them up, what sparks them, what gives them joy instead of just like pounding them with information. Um, I think it will change and maybe they'll kind of see as more and more people become homeschooled or unschooled, maybe they'll see uh, the way that the difference that it's making and the way that these people are changing the world, the way that they're. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because that's, that's ultimately what would happen is we'd have a whole generation of children growing up and like, what will that look like if they are driven by their soul's purpose rather than like these, these letters on a grade sheet or whatever, like, you know, like I have to do this because this is where I'm going to make money type of thing, but rather like 
driven by their soul. And so, so cool. Um, so I want to ask like, cause this is like one of my, this was before you and I recorded or decided we were going to record this episode. This was one of my biggest questions and a question that I've been asked when I've talked about wanting to unschool my kids. This is the one question that I get. The one. <laughs> and, it's, and it's how do kids receive their GED or high school diploma? Or does that even mat- matter? Hmm. So I know someone who was homeschooled and he, I don't think he really necessarily did much as far as a, a structured curriculum. Um, and he got his GED. Uh, all he did was go and he signed up for classes and he took classes. And then um, at the local community community college here, what they do is they help you. They study with you and they basically like tutor you and teach you with whatever you need. And then you study, study, study. And then you take the GED test. GED test. And I believe you have a couple of tries. Um, so yeah. And does it even matter? (laughs) (laughs) And that's like one thing I kind of found out was that it actually only matters if you want to go to college. Um, so jobs don't, don't ever really ask for that, which has been always true in my experience. But like you said, if you do have a job that is wanting it, it's the same way. Like, yeah. But so that that's, this is the first time I've actually heard that is what you shared about your friend that, um, yeah, just went and and got his GED. So there you go, people. (laughs) There's the answer. If you want to unschool your kids, it is possible. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally possible. Sorry. I didn't mean you. (laughs) And is it legal? That's another one. Well, it's legal to homeschool um, and you, so what we do is we um, fill out information on the state of New Mexico website and then you just put in there that you're homeschooling your child and they don't really ask for much. And then we also, we do the exemption form as well um, for my oldest. I'll have to do it for my youngest now too. Um, and so, yeah, we just fill that out online and they don't really ask for much. They ask you to keep records. And um, I've never had anybody ask me for records. Uh, I don't know what that looks like as far as um, needing to give that information to anybody. Uh, I do believe, though, that if he wanted to, he could go get his GED. And also lots of homeschool kids um, that I've been around they uh, homeschool the early years and then middle school. And then some of them decide to go to high school and they just go to high school. Yep. I've, and that's, that's the thing I've heard about too. And I think that that's important to take into consideration as well as when you have younger kids and you choose this model that, yeah, eventually they might get to the place where they're like, I really want to try, try going to school. And then it's like, you know, you can see how that goes once you get to that place as well. Yeah. Um, it's for people that are planners or really into, um, like having a definite timeline or some sort of more rigid goal. Um, they, it kind of, it, it makes you curious and it makes them, I feel 
a little insecure because I was talking to a good friend of mine, her husband, he's like in the army and he's, you know, he was just like, well, your son wants to be an engineer and he doesn't even do math. And like, he was like really worried. And then I kind of got a little worried and I was like, you know, well, okay. If he really wants to become an engineer, he'll have to learn how to do math. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't force him. (laughs) It's horrible to sit here and try and like, it doesn't feel good. It's just horrible. I've tried all of it. I've tried to force him. I've tried to bribe him. I've tried to manipulate him. I've tried to do all these things. And then that came about healing my codependent relationship with him on a side note. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've, I feel like I've tried everything and it's just kind of like, I'd rather have him somewhat peaceful and happy. And so yesterday we went for a beautiful hike up into the Sandy mountains. Um, and we got to play in the Creek and hang out. And I, I, I wonder if I would have had that opportunity with him had he not been in school. Yes. Yeah. The, the tension that school and assignments and all of that can create between the children and the parents is really interesting Um, because I hear this over and over and I experience it with my own son as well that like trying to get him to do something that I don't even really agree with but knowing that if I don't like I'm going to be receiving phone calls from the school so Mm -hmm. I had a friend yesterday ask is it harder when your son isn't in school when when it's summertime and I was like actually no, it's so much more easeful. Cause like, I don't, I'm not like pounding him to, to get these assignments done or get this stuff done that he doesn't even really care about. And even for me as a child, if I look back at when my parents did that, that never benefited me. It didn't help at all. If anything, it made things much, much worse. Right. Yeah. And I think homework just in general, um, when he did go to school, I was like, tell your teachers, we don't do homework as a family. Just if that's what you're kind of talking about, but it does, it does seem more easeful during summer. And then there's always these jokes of like, okay, when does school start up again? And I don't want my children. I don't want to look at my children as maybe a chore or something like that. Obviously like as a mother, sometimes I do. Um, but it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of offensive when people joke like, Oh, when do they get to go back to school? And like, I remember like when everything opened back up after 2020, people were like, Oh my God, thank God. My kids are back in school. They're like out of my hair. And it's kind of like, makes me a little sad. Mm -hmm. Like mom said that about me. I would be sort of sad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I I feel like we maybe would have, maybe we've hit on this a little bit, but I just want to ask, so what is for you for choosing to unschool, what has been your most like the best thing about it for you? Okay. So time, I feel like we've gotten time back. We're not waking up when we're told to. Um, unless we choose to, you know, for example, when I had him go to the co-op, um, time with him, 
Um, I get to see him more. I get to have lunch with him. Um, I'm talking about Noah mostly. My littlest ones, they're still, they're still little guys. Um, yeah, I get to have lunch with him. And when he's at school, I don't get to see him for lunch. Um, presence, I get to be more present with him. I just, sometimes I just look at him and I see him skateboarding or like I see him doing something and I just, you know, stare at him and I'm just like, oh my God, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just try and soak it all in. Um, I mentioned before the ability to travel. Um, we don't really do much traveling out of state, but um, I do my best to make sure that we go hiking or we go somewhere outdoors and naturey at least once or twice a week. Um, ease of scheduling, we can choose to do whatever we want. It's kind of freeing. I love that. Yes, the freedom. Yeah, not having to rush out of the houses in the morning is a big one for me. Yeah. Especially yeah. with little guys. Oh, especially with the little babes. Like, it's like, because if you're taking one kid to school, but having to load up, you know, four of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ooh. And then it's like, go to bed. And then he's like, well, I don't, I'm not tired. And I'm like, well, you have school, so you got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And so what has been one of the hardest things about unschooling. Okay. So my worthiness as a mother, um, I wonder if I'm innately capable of raising my children differently than society standards, um, learning to trust. Um, and I ask, do my children have enough? Do they have enough friends? Have they done enough art projects? Have they done enough science? Are they getting enough experiences? Um, is my son's mental health okay? Um, I'm like, why isn't he building a log cabin? And why hasn't he started a nonprofit and saving animals? Like, <laughs> what am I doing that he's not some sort of like miracle um, to the world? Um, I think that's the biggest challenge. Um, breaking down the, the systems that we believe and are told um, when you make a choice to do something different, just kind of like when we were talking about choosing to birth at home as opposed to in a hospital, um, it's kind of like a mind trip where you're just kind of like, why am I doing this sometimes? Why am I not doing what everybody else is doing? And is there something wrong with me <laughs> because I'm not doing what everybody else is doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to reflect back to you as well. Like that. I, I love that you're bringing it inward. Um, you know, cause we can, we can kind of get on our, our children if they're not doing something like, well, what's wrong with them? Oh, all the time. But I think that, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of healing that can happen. And even if it, it, even if the healing is just to recognize that we are worthy and that, that I am worthy and I'm doing the best that I can with my child. Mm -hmm. But I just, I kind of, I think there's a lot of medicine when we can take that journey, like inwards and, um, 
you know, and, and, and like you said in the beginning, like loving yourself and through the, the journey of loving yourself, that will, that will reflect back to your kids as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't want anybody, I, I don't want anybody to feel sad or shame in the choices they make myself included. And so it's like, if you choose to put your child in school, do it, do what you think is best for you. If you choose to unschool your child, do it. If you choose to homeschool, if that works for your family, do it. What works for you guys? What, what makes you happy? What makes you thrive? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause we're all doing the best we can. Right. And that was, that's absolutely like some parents are not going to have this ability, right? Like you have a working mom and a working dad and they both have to go to work. And that kind of brings me to my next question as well is, can you like a, for a lot of times I, I believe the mother will ultimately be doing the unschooling, although the father can too, of course, but, um, but can the, the mother work and still unschool? So I was for a while, um, I have a business and it's a cleaning business and I would clean office buildings at night, um, while my husband was here with the kids. And then I would do their co-ops or unschooling or whatever schoolwork we decided to do. I would do that during the day, but, um, it was never like, oh, we have to do this. We have to do that. It was just kind of like, what are we going to do today? And sometimes the day would get lost. I'd be like, what did we do today? (laughs) Like, did we accomplish anything? And I'm like, well, we hung out. My kids are alive. Um, they're somewhat happy or (laughs) for the moment they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. So you were like, you were, you know, doing the school in the daytime and going to work in the evenings. Yes. Yes. And right now my husband is working. He's actually, he has a job and then he's running my business for me since I just had the baby. So bless his heart. Yes. (laughs) Oh, all right. So the last question I want to, I want to ask, this has been so good, um, is what are maybe some good resources that you could recommend if people want to learn more about unschooling? Hmm. Well, I would, I would send them to, um, find some groups if they're on social media on Facebook. Uh, I know that there's probably, if you just Google the hashtag unschooling, um, if you are really serious and committed, you could start your own group. If there isn't anything near you, um, there's a website called unschooling.com. They have general discussions and stuff. Um, like I had mentioned Dana Martin for the radical in schooling. Oh, my little guy, he wants mommy to pick him up. And then I'm sure, you know, I haven't even listened to any podcasts about it and I'm happy that you're doing this. And so probably some podcasts, there's also a cute manual that I found Um, And I actually hadn't ordered it, Uh, but it was, let me look at my notes. It was the unschooling unmanual. And it was, uh, it was a line and it was just like expert excerpts from parents that had also unschooled just like little uh, stories. 
and I can give you that link if you want to put it in your show notes. To me, and I'll put it. Are you there? Sorry, my mic disconnected. Oh, I'm like, hello. Yeah, sorry. Um, yes, you can send that over to me and I will put it in the show notes. I'll also put the radical unschool schooling book there. And also, uh, you know, the, the great thing about this, I just want to encourage mamas that if this is something that you've never heard of, or maybe you have, and it's interesting to you, um, we get to choose, right? Like, or our children get to choose us and our children get to Mm. co-create what we want for school. So while the materials will be helpful, and I know that this is the path that I want to take with my youngest children, it, it, it's really just, Ashley, you said this many times freeing. It's really freeing to know that we can create what program will work for us in our family. Right. Yeah. So I absolutely love this and thank you so much for coming on today and sharing. And yes, I hope that our listeners, um, got to learn some cool things. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had fun. Yes. All right. We'll chat soon. Lots of love. (laughs) 